I'm Courtney Lundeen, and welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Do you find yourself wishing you could have more moms, sisters, and friends encouraging you and pouring into you, inspiring you to live as the mom God has called you to be? Too often, our culture minimizes the role of motherhood, but I believe that being a mom is a high calling, and we're answering the call and stepping up to the plate. I love simplicity and efficiency, habits and routines, but my favorite part of life is being a mom. If you want practical strategies to lighten your load, simplify your life, let some things be easy, and make room for what matters most, you're in the right place. I'll remind you that every blessing and provision is God's and help you reflect that mindset in your homes and to your families. Thanks for joining me, friend. I'm glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. As always, it's my honor that you're here listening to these words, and I hope and pray that this episode will be a blessing to you. So the last episode, I recorded it at night, and I felt like I sounded so tired. So I am learning as I go and recording this during the daytime. I think this is better. Today's episode is called Speak Life, the Power of the Tongue. And I almost titled this episode, Do Your Words Align with Your Prayers? Honestly, I've been thinking and praying a lot about this topic and the podcast. Um, If there is one thing I've learned in the past several years that has changed my life, this is it, or at least at the top of the list. So, of course, I want to share that with you guys. This topic has been so powerful to me and has really changed my relationship with God and just about every area of my life. So, what's funny is I imagined this podcast to be a little more heavy on the organization and simplicity topic and just coming from me as a Christian person and a Christian mom. I didn't really start this podcast imagining me being like a preacher preaching the word of God to you guys. Um, But there's still going to be all of that organization stuff here. I'm not really changing course on that at this point um, because that's what I love and that's like what's really energizing me to think about and talk about. But the feedback I'm receiving from you guys so far is so much more strongly positive when I talk about the faith side of our discussions here in my heart for motherhood. It's like that's the stuff that our heart is longing for. And I get it. Um, That's the same for me. Um, What you guys are saying is the same thing that I feel and want need more of in my life. So my hesitation is that I don't really feel qualified to preach as a preacher for you guys um, because I'm not and I'm just going to lean into where God has me right now and share with you guys what's on my heart so please have grace for me um, as I'm kind of going in this arena and please fact check me on everything I say with your Bible and with your own relationship to God Um, I'm really not speaking as an expert here I just hope that you consider this a conversation with a sister or a friend who's doing her best and just sharing what I have learned and what I'm still learning. So, okay, the topic of today's episode is speaking life. Truly understanding and applying this concept, like I said, was life changing for me. I know there are lots of ways to interpret the phrase speaking life, but for me, it means speaking words that align with your prayers and your faith. It means controlling my tongue. So a quick example of this, if you want your kids to be healthy, which we all do, you pray that that God will keep your kids healthy. You read the word of God, which says, by the stripes of Jesus, you have been healed. 
So I think we should fully aim to have the faith that he will heal our kids. So if I'm praying that, why would I walk around saying things like, my kids always get sick in the fall? That is an example of me speaking out that I believe my kids will always get sick in the fall. That's speaking against what I'm praying to God for. Or at the first sign of a sniffle, we might be used to saying things like, here we go, I need to cancel all my plans this weekend, or if something's going around, we'll catch it. Our family always catches everything. It's just a matter of time. I believe that those responses use our mouths to back up what our fears are. And we can use our mouths to back up what we believe and ask God for instead. So that would be something like immediately giving it to the Lord. Dear God, I thank you that you're healing my kids right now. I thank you that your word says we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Lord, help me to know what to do to take care of this kid. Do you see the difference? Um, I think a powerful prayer for our children, and I prayed this over both my pregnancies and still pray this over my kids, um, believing that they will inherit only the best from both sides of our family, that any generational habits, diseases, addictions, negative thought patterns would not be passed on to this kid. So along those lines, speaking against that prayer would be saying something like, oh, my kid will probably have bad vision. We have bad vision on both sides of our family. Why would I speak that out if I prayed that they would inherit the best of our genes? Maybe we can pray that God will help us pause and think before we use our mouths to repeat our kids' embarrassing stories or stories that point out their negative characteristics or failures, especially if our kids can hear you. I have talked about this before. We want so much for what our kids hear us say to be life-giving to them. Um, We want to speak life over them. So even just saying things like, I'm in the middle of the terrible twos, or here come the horrible teenage years, just wait for the horrible teenage years. I'm saying no, we're not having that. We're not receiving that. We're not speaking that. We're not having that in this family. We're asking and believing for God's best for our family. So here come all the disclaimers and the clarifications. So for clarification, I'm not suggesting that you can't speak something that needs action taken. If your kid is truly pulling on their ear, crying, saying my ear hurts and they have a fever, I don't think that you're acting against your prayers by taking them to the doctor and telling the doctor the symptoms. God uses lots of ways to heal us, including doctors. I just would not walk around saying something to all your friends and family like, here we go again, another ear infection. She's probably going to need tubes at this rate. We get ear infections all the time. We never catch a break. Does that make sense where you can see the difference? Um, I'm praying that this message comes across very uplifting. Um, It's not like I am trying to give everyone a new rule, and I'm definitely not trying to stifle mom conversation among friends. I just am hoping that this message causes us to reevaluate the position of our hearts and what we say and think and believe and speak and have faith for. So this is not something I'm perfect at at all, but it is something I try really hard to do. And this would be a great conversation to have with your husband (laughs) ahead of time. So you aren't like all of a sudden taking this concept in, applying it to yourself, feeling like you're doing great at it, and then blindly accusing him when he speaks negatively, Um, especially if that's how you guys are used to speaking. My husband and I have talked about this concept multiple times. We've heard it spoken by multiple preachers, and we have decided together that this is something that is really important for us to do. 
started even like when our son was little, um, even a tiny baby. I mean, newborn babies are not supposed to sleep through the night. And it was like shocking to me how many people were always like right off the bat, how are you sleeping? Is it horrible? Is he a great sleeper? We just decided even before those conversations that we were speaking out, he's a great sleeper. He's a great baby. Yep, we're making it. Yep, he wakes up through the night sometimes, but we're learning. He's learning. He's a great sleeper. Um, so we also politely tell each other, hey, speak life. If we feel like we're falling into a negati- negativity trap, it's just kind of like a nice way since we both know we're on the same team. We don't really shoot each other down. We just say, hey, speak life and kind of keep going with a positive subject. I do think our faith matters to God. Do I think he only acts if we have faith? No. Do I think he always withholds acting when we don't have faith? No. Is an unanswered prayer always due to lack of faith? No, I don't think so. There are biblical examples of Jesus healing people who didn't have faith or people who other people had faith for them when they didn't have faith. So maybe sometimes what feels like an unanswered prayer is not necessarily unanswered, but maybe it's answered in a way we didn't think of ourselves. Maybe he is saying yes, but not right now, or no, because he has something better for us. We can pray that we will want what God wants for us more than what we want. We don't want to miss out on what God has for us because we are stuck only wanting what we want and in the timing that we want. This is the difference between us thinking we're controlling God with our tongue or our thoughts. We're not. We're just trying to make our tongue and our thoughts align with his. So all that to say, yes, I do think our faith matters to God. And with as much as I can, I want to do my part of the prayer by believing that he will do the things I'm praying for. Things that align with his will and his providence over my life. And along those lines, I think what we speak with our mouths also matters to God. Speaking is important. God literally spoke everything into existence. Romans 10, 9 says, if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. That's huge. There are so many biblical examples of this. 1 Peter 3, 10 says, for the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy your life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Lies. Ephesians 4, 29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may give grace to those who hear. Matthew 12, 36 and 37 says, On the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your word, you will be justified, and by your word, you will be condemned. Proverbs 12, 18 says, The one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. James 1.26 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Psalm 19.14 says, May the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. There are so many verses like this on the subject of what we say. You can keep looking them up for yourself to see what a great extent this is taught in the Bible. And another phrase I try to remind myself along these lines of considering and controlling how I speak is seek out godly wisdom. If my husband and I are struggling in some way, it probably won't be to the benefit of my marriage if I'm always opening my mouth to complain about him or a situation to my entire friend group at girls night or to talk to my young single friends who aren't married or to people who don't love the Lord. 
I do think it would be wise to seek godly counsel from another person who prioritizes her marriage and walks with the Lord. So I try to remind myself before I speak, especially about something personal and important to me. Is this gossip or is this seeking godly counsel? If I have something come up where I'm needing advice, I try to think ahead of time, who should I go to for this? So that I'm not just bottled up waiting for the first person who crosses my path and I just blab my mouth about it. Another big disclaimer, and I really want you guys to hear me on this. I don't want applying this concept of speaking life to be isolating to anyone. This is far from the intent. And I'm saying this because this happened to me personally in a season where I was really fighting off anxiousness. I felt like I shouldn't admit that I was struggling, and it made me feel isolated and scared. I felt like it would be letting God down if I spoke out that I wasn't feeling great mentally. I was scared to say it to people because I didn't want it to be not speaking life, if that makes sense. But here's what I realized. First of all, God knows what I'm thinking, so I'm not like hiding in my thoughts from God. I needed to let God in and let him sit with me and help me. Secondly, God gave us community. He talks so much in the Bible about the importance of community. He gave us resources in the form of godly counsel. When I felt like I was struggling and I felt like I was alone in it, I knew that wasn't what God wanted for me. I felt the Lord's prompting to get help. So I talked to a few of my friends who I knew were deeply rooted in their faith, who I knew would be able to speak life over me. I talked to my husband and a couple family members that I know live by the Holy Spirit. And I felt so much better. I knew that it was the right thing for me to do. Having people speak life over me and bring things from the darkness of my mind to the light was powerful. So I'm just reinforcing this so no one thinks you have to struggle alone. Don't be afraid to speak. Don't be afraid to ask for help, but ask for it from people who are where you want to be. Ask your godly counsel. Don't live in isolation or fear. Bring light to the areas of darkness, light in the form of God's word in the Bible. And people who you trust are walking in faith, know God's word, and can pray for you and intercede for you. John 10.10 says the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus came to give life and life abundant. The devil wants to get us isolated and alone. But no, we're not having that. He is below your feet. Get godly counsel. I also want to address something that people may be thinking, and this is deep and scary to talk about because I don't want to get it wrong, but what if we have all this faith we're talking about and our prayers still don't come true? What if God doesn't answer our prayer? This is a hard question, but I want you to know that I'm speaking you to, speaking to you today from a person who has experienced great loss and great disappointment. I have. I've lived through some tough, tough things. I have had prayers not answered how I wanted them to be answered. We live in a broken world. We are not currently in heaven. I think people forget that sometimes. But here's what I know. I know that past disappointments and hurts don't diminish our future hope as Christians. Our minds are renewed every day. God gives us grace for each day. You can go through super hard things and still have hope. God wants us to have hope. This is a posture of our hearts. It's pre-deciding how things are going to go for you from now on. That you're not just a product of your circumstances. You have pre-decided that your mindset and your words are rooted deeply with the Lord. It is hope for the future. Hope that all things work together for good. 
taking God at his word in Romans 8.28 that he says he works all things together for good for those who love him. It's expecting good. It's not ignoring the fact that difficulty exists. It means believing that God is greater than whatever we're facing. Romans 15.13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory. John 10.10 says, the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and life abundant. Here's another one I love. Proverbs 15.15 says, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. This is not backwards. Some people think that all their days are evil, so all their days are evil. Some people have a cheerful heart, and for them, life is a continual feast. Do you know anyone like that? Someone who lives like their life is a continual feast? They're filled with the fruit of the Spirit and peace and joy. Don't you love being around people like that? That person that you're picturing, their life isn't perfect. They have had disappointments, and they've experienced loss. They have had tough times, but they are choosing to live each day with a cheerful heart. They have put their hope in the Lord. Another thing I want to say about this is it will be easier to control our tongue when we control our thoughts. Matthew 12, 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Philippians 4, 8 says, Think about whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. If you want to know more about God and what he says about certain things or what you should be praying for and asking for, ask him, ask God, fill yourself up with his word. Mark 4.24 says, take care what you listen to. The more you listen, the more understanding you will be given. Basically, listen to God, read his words, get godly counsel, fill yourself up with him. James 1.5-8 says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and the wisdom will be given to you. So I hope this whole episode is a refreshing, although powerful, reminder for all of us. Not one person has asked me yet what a suggestion for their New Year's resolution should be, but maybe this could be it for some of us. Maybe we can pray that God will help us watch our tongue. I don't want you guys to think I'm preaching all this from a place of having it all figured out. I don't. I'm just sharing what I've learned and what I'm still learning. Please have grace for me if I misspoke or interpreted something wrong. I'm just trying my best here, and I hope that you'll take the things that God wants you to receive from this message and just forget the rest. Before I pray for you guys, I want to share a new segment of the podcast that I'm starting today. I'm calling it Mom Hacks. I want to share some of my best life hacks and mom tips with you guys. Sometimes I think of these things that don't necessarily have enough content surrounding it to base a full podcast episode on it. So these are just some golden nuggets of some mom hacks that I want to share. The first one is, if you're anything like me and you're doing some online shopping this time of year or any time of the year and getting some packages, before you throw your cardboard boxes into the recycling bin, let your kids play with them. My kids love to get their little kitty toolbox with the little wooden or plastic tools, which 
it's worth noting, are safer than adult sharp tools. So maybe don't give them your toolkit, but their kid toolkit. They can get their little saws and saw a line down the side of the box or poke holes in it with their screwdrivers or even put a couple boxes together with some tape. Just letting them rip the tape off or ripping the box apart is super fun for them. Sometimes I'll even pull out a box of crayons and let them color the sides of it or inside the box or turn it into a boat, something like that, especially if it's a big box. So there you go, a free activity which just might keep your kids entertained. So in closing, I will be honored to say a prayer and a blessing for you. Dear God, thank you for all of these listeners. Thank you for putting us in this conversation because you love us and you want good things for us. Please let your words be what stays in their heart and not mine. Help us to glorify you in all that we say from here on. Psalm 141.3 says, Set a guard over my mouth and keep watch at the door of my lips. Thank you, God, for caring about us. Let us be able to spread your light to all that we encounter. Help us to love our families with patience and joy that comes from you. Amen. If you want more of the Elevate Motherhood podcast, be sure to click subscribe. For more information, head to my website, CourtneyLundeen.com. I send a once-a-week email that includes the most recent podcast episode, scripture and encouragement, and links for things that we love or talk about on the show. Thanks for being here, friends. Until next time, let's elevate motherhood.